Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tech Couch, the podcast where we talk all things tech while sitting on the couch. The main topic of discussion today will be E3, so a bit of gamer news for all you gamers out there, and the newest products and the coolest things that we've seen from the conference, as well as a variety of other smaller topics. Before we get into it today, I'd just like to thank all of our monthly donors for this podcast. Your support means a lot and helps us further the advancement of this podcast. If you'd like to become a monthly donor in the future, go ahead and follow the links in the description. If you'd like to become a one-time donor, the steps for that are also in the description. Well, let's get right on into today's episode and talk all things E3. This is Tech Couch. Well, since we're talking about E3 today, why not start it off with some Microsoft news, more importantly, Xbox, and the future of their company. Well, Xbox decided to release something big at this E3 event, which was Project Scarlet. Project Scarlet, for those of you who didn't see the conference, is basically going to be the next latest and greatest Xbox console. It is going to have a custom-designed AMD processor with high-bandwidth GDDR6 memory and a next-generation SSD. Project Scarlet will give game developers the power they need to bring their visions to life, or so Xbox promises. We didn't see any prototype or any gameplay from the actual console itself during the keynote presentation, but from the looks of what Xbox seemed to be promising, there's going to be a lot of potential for Project Scarlet, even claiming that it's going to be the most powerful Xbox ever. As we know, the Xbox One X already can run games at 4K and do a really good job of it. Well, Project Scarlet seems to be promising 120 frame per second gaming, which is right up there with PCs, which is really saying something for consoles. From the beginning of time, PCs have always been more spec'd out than consoles, able to do a lot more heavier gaming when it comes to games like Tomb Raider or other just high-end games like that. The PCs would always have the greater graphics and greater frames per second on the consoles. But it seems now with Project Scarlet coming along, that Xbox might have a chance to even out the playing field. We don't know anything about the PS5 because PlayStation did opt out to not attend E3 this year, but hopefully they can produce something similar in the coming months. Project Scarlet's supposed release is Holidays of 2020. That's what it says on the Xbox website at least. So. It looks like all in all, Project Scarlet, the new Xbox gaming console, is going to be a heavy hitter when it comes to gaming performance. It's going to impress a lot of people. Another big thing we saw at E3 was Microsoft's new cloud gaming. As most of you probably already know, Google's Project Stadia is trying to get rid of the old conventional console and move over to a more server-based gaming network. But it seems like Microsoft has seen this 
and it's going to release its own cloud gaming type of thing in order to compete with Google Stadia. This is going to be called Project xCloud and was also announced at the E3. It would allow streaming from users' entire Xbox One library, including Game Pass and other type of services you may have installed on there, to your mobile devices. So basically, if you had an Xbox and you wanted to play it on your phone, you could just bring your Bluetooth controller with you, connect it on up, and play some of your Xbox games on the go. It would also allow people to stream from their own console. So basically, instead of relying from a server to get all of your gameplay, you could just use your phone as a display and have your console wirelessly project the images onto that, not having to rely on any crashes or anything like that. Also, making it a pretty nice experience. PS4 has already released something similar like that, being able to use your console as a type of base in order to play games on your phone but it looks like xbox with the new project scarlet coming out is going to jump in this type of thing and also get some competition with google stadia's mobile cloud gaming in terms of cloud gaming it's also rumored that amazon would like to start a cloud gaming type of service but they haven't pursued or released anything formal stating that it's just a rumor floating around but if they did release something like that it would be very cool to see how they designed it and what it would look like compared to stadia in the new microsoft version of the cloud gaming and while we're talking about it google stadia we saw its announcement a while ago but it's already on pre-order if you go ahead and google stadia the first, second link, depending on whether or not you have ads on, will be the link to the pre-order on the new Google Store. And it's going to be the Founders Edition. Well, since if you scroll down on this website a little bit, it says that they are going to get 60 FPS 4K HDR 5.1 surround sound features when you play the game, whether you're casting it onto your TV with the Chromecast Ultra they include with the Founders Edition, or you're just playing it on your PC or your phone. You can get all of this stuff just off of their servers. In order to get a resolution to 4K though, you're going to have to want at least 30 to 35 megabit internet, which in this day and age most of people are already going to have, but even if you just want 60 FPS HD video, 5 to 10 megabytes per second will be plenty. And they went ahead and released all of the games that are going to be available on Stadia. Some of the big titles that jump out at me are Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Doom Eternal, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 15, Elder Scroll Online, Assassin's Creed on Odyssey, Farming Simulator 19, of course you got 2K, Mortal Kombat, and a bunch of other games right out of the box available on Stadia. So if you went ahead and pre-ordered this, you won't have to worry about anything to play because there's going to be a variety of stuff. The main upside about cloud gaming is that you don't have to download anything. It's just going to be loaded up and get right on in there to playing. This pre-order is going to cost 129 bucks. With that, you'll get the Stadia itself which is basically just a controller and a Chromecast Ultra in order if you wanted to play it on your TV, and three months of Stadia Pro. 
looks like Stadia Pro is just going to be a service like Xbox Live or PS Plus. I don't know what the PS4 version is called. Basically allowing you to download all the games for free rather than having to pay for each one individually. So, all in all, it looks like it's a really cool concept for cloud gaming. And it looks like the future of gaming itself is going to be really bright. Now, back on to some E3. Just in terms of games that were announced at E3, we got a new Halo, Halo Infinite. It's set to drop with the new Project Scarlet Xbox in 2020, and it looks like to have a bunch of upgrades from the last Halo game, making it a overall really interesting find, as well as Cyberpunk 277. I watched the cinematic trailer for this, and it looks like a really well done, realistic game. Not only to mention, it has Keanu Reeves in it, making it one of the most interesting and cool looking games that I've seen in a long time. Parents out there that are listening to this, thinking of buying this for their kids, looks like it's going to have some choice language, a lot of blood in it. So, unless you got a 7 year old, I'd say go ahead and get it. I mean, teenagers could handle this stuff, little kids probably not, but other than that, cool, cool game, as well as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We've probably all played the Battlefront games, but this is going to be more of a RPG type game where you're in a Star Wars type world playing as a Star Wars character, which is also going to be really cool, and as well as that, there's a new Lego Star Wars coming out. It's going to cover every single movie in one immersive little game. And the final big game that we saw was Square Enix announcing a remake of Final Fantasy V2. Basically, Final Fantasy VII is getting a new remake, a new update of Fresh Look, coming up on March 3rd, 2020, right there with the Project Scarlet. So who knows, maybe all of these games will look beautiful on the new Project Scarlet Xbox, but they could suck, we don't know. We'll just have to wait till 2020 to see how it all unfolds. Now, if you're a big VR person, maybe not into PC console games, but you casually use VR just to immerse yourself in a new world, E3 also released some new games for this, Beat Saber. We've all heard of it. Most of you out there have probably played it. It's a very popular game in VR. Well, Imagine Dragons is now going to be coming to Beat Saber. If you want a 10-pack of songs, Imagine Dragons is your thing, and you like to mess around in VR, for 13 bucks you can get this sound pack. In order to play it on PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, and Oculus Quest, as well as Stream VR. Well, it's not the first add-on soundtrack. It's the first to feature a truly ubiquitous band making it all in all just a cool little add-on we also get this cool game called pistol whip it's a fast-moving action game it's basically kind of a portal and type game it's a mashup of beat saber and super hot and john wick so basically if you want to go around shooting things in vr pistol whip is a cool new game that's going to come out soon we also have Akron, a game about a magical tree. I think that's all that needs to be said about that one. And Budget Cuts 2, I don't know much about the first Budget Cuts, but it's a portal-like game. Portal, the game where you shoot portals and 
jump around. It's basically going to be like this, and it's going to have some robots, some getting around locked doors. All in all, just a pretty normal RPG type game, but in VR, which makes everything almost a bit better. VR, putting on the headset, just getting immersed in the new world, who doesn't love it? So, basically, that's all of the big showcases from E3 so far. As far as I'm concerned, the conference is still going on as we speak, but it looks like, all in all, it's going to be a very interesting two, three years for gaming with all of the new stuff that's about to come out. And PS4 didn't even release, I'm sorry, PlayStation didn't even release what they were going to get because they decided to opt out of going to E3 this year, which is quite sad, but understandable. So, who knows, maybe we'll get even more stuff that we can talk about on the next episode of Tech Couch. Okay, now we're going to move on to some smaller stories, but before we do that, there's something I'd like to cover. As most of you probably know, on the last episode, we talked about Apple's WWDC conference and all the stuff they released there. But one thing that I overshadowed was the pro stand for the monitor. When going through the keynote initially, I thought that the monitor stand came with the actual monitor and didn't see that it didn't. Looking back, I now see that the monitor stand is a thousand dollars and I figured that's something that we should talk about in depth. It's called the pro stand and it comes with the, it actually sorry, it doesn't come with the new XDR display that Apple is going to be releasing but one thing that really caught my attention was the fact that it's a thousand dollars a thousand dollars for a stand to hold a display I mean the display five thousand dollars one of the greatest ones we've ever seen yeah makes sense but why not just include the stand with it why do you have to make it a thousand dollars as well but it's not going to be available for several months and so maybe apple might lower the price we don't know yet we're just waiting to see it come out but it's not that cool of a stand for a thousand dollars sure it makes the display easy to manipulate turn it up down twist it around into portrait mode all the cool stuff that apple seems to be making it seem like it's worth a thousand dollars but it's really not at the end of the day it holds up your monitor that's all it's going to do you could probably find another monitor stand just like it for 20 bucks but who knows what apple's going to do they might lower the price in the long run all in all it's just it's just a big I don't even know the word for it. It's just a lot of money for something that shouldn't be a lot of money, and that's my opinion on the matter. Some other smaller topics that we have is in-screen cameras. We've talked about a lot of things on this podcast, whether it be smartphone cameras that flip up or smartphone cameras that pop out or smartphone cameras that you have to slide or notches, the dreaded notch that no one likes to see anymore but still shows up on all the iPhones. Well, Oppo has recently released a video of the prototype for their new in-display camera. 
basically what that means is that the camera is going to be hiding under the display itself and so basically you won't even see it and there won't be need for any motors or any sliding mechanisms for the camera to come out on the top which is actually a really cool thing in the video itself it showed a person demoing the smartphone on the home screen as you can see from the video there was virtually no bezel almost a full screen display like the OnePlus 7 Pro and basically when they opened up the camera app and switched it to the selfie function the top line of pixels blacked out and if you looked really closely you could see the outline of the camera inside the phone itself and so the upper pixels blacked out and you could actually see through the phone the person held their hand over it so that you could see that it was actually picking up the hand itself and not just a fake camera and all in all it looked like a really cool design having the front facing camera tucked under the display itself in order to get that really full immersive display for the smartphone well then Xiaomi I at least believe that was the brand's if someone finds out otherwise I'll go ahead and correct it in the next episode they released a video as well showing their in-display camera also but this one was a bit smaller if you turned off the display and kind of tilted it a bit you could see the reflection of the small camera kind of poking out there but otherwise it's a really cool design and hopefully this gets incorporated in the future smartphones that way it gets rid of all those motors and sliding mechanisms that are sure to wear out after a while. Even though the brands themselves promote they won't, somebody out there is going to get a broken one than someone else. And it's going to spark a whole controversy just like with the Samsung Galaxy Fold screen repair issues. And one of the last topics of the day is going to be that Samsung unveiled a new gaming monitor with NVIDIA G-Sync in it. Samsung, known for their displays, they make displays for their phones as well as iPhones, if you didn't know that. Your iPhone isn't possible without Samsung's display. Well, they went ahead, made it bigger, and turned it into a monitor. Not that, but a gaming monitor, which is one of the more higher-end things you're gonna see out there, with NVIDIA G-Sync. What does that mean? Well, it basically just has a 240Hz refresh rate, which means that the frames per second is going to look silky smooth, and that all of the gaming done on the display itself is going to have no latency, no lag, and it's just going to look really, really nice. Especially with the incredible panels that Samsung's able to create, giving you a really stunning, vivid image and overall making it for a really good gaming experience. Well, this is the gaming episode of Tech Couch for all you pro gamers out there. I hope you enjoyed talking about E3 with me on this Monday night. You'll probably be hearing this on a Tuesday, though, because I record these episodes late at night. Uh, if you have any requests for any further episodes in the future, you can go ahead and shoot me an email at techcouchofficial at gmail.com or you can just hit me up in DMs at Instagram, techcouchofficial, or Twitter, couch underscore tech. If you guys check out the description of this podcast, you can go ahead and check out our website. We have all of the episodes available there, free to download unless you want to pay for them, which is greatly appreciated. 
and you can just check out a little more about this podcast and why it was started. Thank everybody for listening to this episode today. This is Tech Couch. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.